Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. That means Lucifer is going to bow his knee. Satan's going to bow his knee. Every angel will bow their knee to him. Fallen or not, he is supreme in authority. He gives the orders. He's in charge. Nobody else. I don't worry about aliens or those others out there. That people always ask that question. You think there's people on other planets? Do you think there's life on other planets? And my answer is, whatever's out there, God created him. God made it. He is in charge. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So I don't worry about anybody overthrowing my God. Because he's the greatest it is. There's no other gods that compared to him. See? So they have to recognize what it means when they said, whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When they called upon him, when they asked Jesus to come into their life, they just didn't get their fire insurance. They just didn't accept Jesus as their Savior. Yes, Lord. But they knew when they accepted him, they also accepted him as, as their Lord as well. He's just not Savior, Jesus. But he's also Lord Jesus. See, that's what it meant when they called upon the name of the Lord. They knew that when they called upon him, they were going to have to submit to his authority. In other words, I'm no longer in control of my life anymore when I accept Jesus. He's in control. He's the boss. He calls the shots. Everybody sort of understand that. Nobody likes anybody telling them what to do, but as a Christian, we lose our rights. We give up our authority. He's the one that now calls the shots. He's the one that's in control. It's no longer my will, but it's thy will be done. See the big change. I had a throne up here instead of me sitting on the throne. Now I'm underneath the throne, and he's on the throne. He's in charge. Can I put it any more plainer than that? So when it talks about calling upon the name of the Lord, recognize he's Lord. Realize what you're doing. Realize what you're saying. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart, he's coming on the inside, and he's setting up. He's in charge now. He don't come in uninvited. He gives us all free will. You don't have to serve God if you don't want to. You serve him because you want to. We yield to him. We submit to him. But along with that comes some blessings. Amen. Can you say amen for the blessings? A lot of us, we want the blessings, but we don't want to come under his authority. We want the blessings of God, like like he's Santa Claus, and he's a sugar daddy, and he's going to do this and do that. And we say, God, do this, God, do that. And then we say, Lord, we act like we're Lord, and he's our servant, but it's the other way around. He's Lord. And when he's Lord, we're his children and God gives good gifts to his yes. children. Yes. He blesses his children because he loves us. Yes. But he wants us to love him. That's right. He yes. wants our heart. See? Yes. And as we give him our heart, he gives us his blessings. Yes. Don't get the cart before the horse, but understand who is Lord. Now look over in James chapter 4. 
beginning with verse 6. But he giveth more grace. You need some more grace? He says he gives more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Amen. And we all pretty good about resisting the devil. We understand that. But don't forget the first part. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. That's right. Because we ain't no match for the devil in our own strength. See? We have to submit first to God. But when we submit to God, submit to His authority, we come under His authority, then Jesus begins to fight the battles for us. He's on our side. We're not fighting against the devil in our own strength or by ourselves. We submit to God, then we resist the devil, then He has to flee. Because greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. Jesus on the inside of me is greater than any demon or devil out there. If the devil could, he would take us all out. He would. But he can't. God's got his angels camping around about those that fear him. Amen. God's our protector. He's our everything. When we come under his authority, we become his children. And God watches over his children. Just like a parent's going to protect their children, not let anything bad happen to them, because you love them. God loves his children. And when we submit to him and we bow low, he says it gives more grace to the humble. That means when we realize, hey, God, I can't do it myself. Some of you, you've been feeling that way. Lord, I just don't know how much more I can take. I just don't know if I can do this. But God's with you. He don't want you to do it. He's going to help you. And you say, God, I need you. He's there. He's near to those that are broken and are contrite heart. See, those that don't think they can do it, he's there to help but for those that are proud and buffed up and say, I can do it myself. I don't need no help. I don't need God. Oh, you got a, you got a hard road ahead of you with that attitude. See? He wants us to submit ourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee. Realize we need God's help. We all need to submit to him. We all need to bow low call upon him. That's where our help comes from. I realize I can't do it. That's the first step. We're almost there. When we realize that, I can't do it in my own strength, we're almost there. That's, that's the hardest lesson for most people to learn is that I can't do it by myself. That don't mean we're weak. That means we just need him. I need him. I can't preach without his help. I can't even walk without him holding my hand. I realize where my help comes from. 
So every time I, I, I feel pressure, every time I feel insignificant, I look to Him. I reach out to Him. When I feel tired, I realize that He is my strength. See? He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. They that wait upon the Lord, He shall renew their strength. So realize where your strength comes from. Realize where your help comes from. Realize where your faith comes from, see? Faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. So let it build up your most holy faith. Sometimes we need to pray in the Holy Ghost, don't we? We need his help. But he's there to help us. What a wonderful father we have that loves his children. But we must submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Man. That takes all the pressure off of us. When I say, Jesus, you're the boss, what do you want me to do? But that means I don't have to figure it out loud. I can just follow what he's telling me to do. God, you got a plan for my life. What is it? What do you want me to do? And then he'll tell you. He'll talk to you. His sheep know his voice, right? He calls them by name. God's got a plan for every one of our lives. Don't think that you're insignificant to God. It all comes together. It's like a puzzle. God's church, God's body, everybody has a part in what God wants to accomplish. But he's looking for a church that realizes he's Lord. Amen. Is he just your Savior, or is he your Lord and Savior? Amen. He's my Lord and Savior. Whosoever should call upon the name of the Savior Jesus. It didn't say that, did it? The name of the Lord shall be saved. He has to be Lord. He desires to be Lord. He's worthy. See what I'm saying this morning? So we must submit ourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee. The devil has to flee at the name of Jesus. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Verse 8. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Two things that God requires of his people is to have right relationships with everybody. Our hands is how we deal with people. Now I understand it says if at all possible, be at peace with all men. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes you can only do what you can do and you can Try to be at peace with somebody, but they just want to be a pain in the neck. That's a nice way to put that. And they won't let you. But if at all possible, try to get along with everybody. Don't mean you have to be their best friends. But you try to make your peace with everybody. Clean hands. For I don't I don't deal deceits deceitfully in any way. I'm honest. 
to do what's right. God hates a false uh, scale. In other words, people cheating somebody. They I'm giving you a pound of tomatoes and they got the scale where they only get three quarters of a pound. God sees that. He don't like that. Just like God don't like bad book machines. Yeah, I said it. He wants a fair and just scale. So deal honest with people. Do the right thing. Then he says, a pure heart. That's our relationship between us and God. You have a pure heart between you and God. Purify your heart. You double-minded. What's he saying by that? Double-minded is like, well, I act this way when I'm around this group of people, and then when I'm around this group of people, I act a different way. That's being double-minded. God wants us to be single-minded. He wants to be first in our life all the time. So when we purify our heart, it's like, God, I'm just being honest with you. Is everything okay between me and God? Yeah. Make you know that. It's real simple. Well, it's not complicated, is it? Yeah. Lord, if I've done anything wrong, forgive me. See? Cleanse me. Help me to have the right attitude. Help me to make sure there's nothing between me and you. That's purifying my heart. I keep my heart pure. If I do anything wrong, I say, God, forgive me. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I want my heart pure. And then God can bless you. Just those two things. You get your relationships right with everybody. There's no unforgiveness. Everything's cool between you and everybody else. Everything's cool between you and God. He's Lord. You come to him, and he blesses your life. He's in control. Takes all the pressure off you, don't it? He's Lord. God, you, you, you see everything I'm facing. You know everything I'm going to face next week, tomorrow. God, you shall supply some of my needs, not all my needs. So whatever I face, since you're Lord, now it's just not my problem, but it's your problem too, God. Lord, I need your help. Lord, you knew this would happen even before it happened. You're not surprised. God, I need your help. See, we draw nigh to God. He draws near to us. God wants his church to stay close to him. Close to him. Draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. Because it's easy for us to get cold spiritually. All of us. It's easy for us to get cold. All you have to do is quit praying for a few days, quit reading your Bible, quit going to church for a few weeks, and you can get cold real quick. But he says, draw nigh to me, draw near, and I'll draw near to you. So the answer to that is just be consistent in your relationship with God. I can't do it for you. But I'm going to always challenge you to take spiritual inventory. I'm not judging you. I'm trying to get you to judge yourself. We all examine ourselves, amen. 
to make sure we're still in the faith, to still make sure we are close to God. Yeah. Or if I'm stepping back a little bit, that we'll step back forward and get close to God again. Amen. That we'll renew our commitment to God. That we'll call upon Him and say, God, help me today. Lord, you see where I'm at. You see I'm struggling. God, help me. See? And whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, He, he will save you. He'll help you. He'll continue to help you. Amen. It's just not a one-time thing. Yeah. I want to remind people of altar is not just a place that you come and get saved. I think y'all, if you've been here any amount of time, you realize that I teach these altars are not just for the unbeliever, but for, they're for the believer as well. We all come and get help from the Lord, amen? We all come and get refreshed from the presence of the Lord. There's nothing wrong for us to come and ask for prayer. We all need prayer. The Apostle Paul even said, pray for me. He needs prayer. I think I can say, I, I need some prayer sometimes. It's all right to pray one for another and see God move in our lives. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, he says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. For you are brought, bought with a price. You know what that price was? He purchased us. We belong to him. He purchased us with the very blood of Jesus. Therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which is God. We got wrong with this Corinthians, but that's okay. But our body belongs to the Lord. Our spirit and our body belong to the Lord. I don't think that's said any good. Your body belongs to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord, this body belongs to you. Lord, it's, it's got a few aches and pains. It's your body. Lord, I need you to touch your body this morning. I need you to touch me. But see, when we submit to God, we have to realize what that means. We come under his authority. We're not our own anymore. We belong to him. Your body belongs to the Lord. That means this body does not what you want it to do, but what he wants you to do. If he tells you to pray, then we need to pray. If he's calling you to go somewhere and do something for somebody, we need to do it. We're not our own anymore. We belong to him. We become servants, amen? We all become his servants. Doing what he tells us to do. Knowing that he's in charge. Uh, people have a hard time with that. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. He calls us to fast. 
be the devil. Get me behind me, Satan. God's wanting us to fast. God's wanting us to pray. God's wanting us to do something. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to stay I want something good. I ain't going to pass. I'm not going to do that. Yes. Who's in charge? Lord. Lord? Yes. And lastly, in, in Luke 6, 46, he says this. Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Yes. Why are you saying that I'm supreme in authority, and then you don't do what I say? Oh, man, that's, that's right between the eyes, isn't it? Yeah. That's a truth bomb. There it is. Yeah. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Because yeah. if he's really Lord, then we should do what he says. Yeah. And I know there's a, a place where we grow and we learn. And we don't know everything that Jesus is saying. But when we realize something and he wants us to do something, then we become responsible, don't we? Because if you look at that word, Lord, it means supreme in authority. So he's really saying, why do you call me supreme in authority? Why do you say I'm supreme in authority and you call me Lord? Yes. But then you don't do what I say. Is he really Lord? Do we really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we really believe his word? Yes. Do we believe it enough that we're going to obey what he says for us to do? That's where the rubber really meets the road. Yes. But he wants to be our Lord. Right. Amen. Amen. He wants to be in charge. And I believe he is. Amen. God's going to bless us this morning. We're going to take some time to pray this morning. I'm going to do something different. 